If you can't get enough of the Mixing Music Podcast and want three times the amount of episodes every week, subscribe to our exclusive content for only $4 a month or $40 a year at mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash exclusive. Happy mixing, my friends, and enjoy the show. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One, two, three. Hello, and welcome back to the Mixing Music Podcast. I'm your host, DK, and uh, with me today, as always, my fabulous co-host. We will go with Fabulous Lou. It's not an L, but I'll take it. Fabulous Lou. Lou is absolutely fabulous. I owe you because the last time I called you Lazy Lou, that was the only (laughs) L one that I could think of on the spot, and... um, I owed you one, so let's give you a good one. It doesn't have to be an L. One day I'm going to make a coffee table with every single one that you've called me, just written on top and then laminate the top of it. There you or go. Like put a clear acrylic, whatever. There you go. I think we're going to have to do one of those or maybe like make a t-shirt for you. Oh, yeah. All the different lose that you and then want. Then I'll put lazy and big words on my chest. Dang. <laughs> Smack to my face, not yours. That's what that really is. Uh, but uh, uh, today we wanted to talk about um, some of the rules of being an intern as well as just working in this industry. Uh, Lou, always, you always say that you know, even if you're getting paid, you're always acting as the intern. What, is, what do you mean by that? Um, well, one story I like to bring up all the time is uh, when I first met Keisha or not when I first met her, but first started working with her recently. Um, she invited me to her house originally on the on the concept that I'm just going to reassemble her studio. You know, it was kind of like cables everywhere, kind of a mess. She wanted a much more professional and vibey look. Um, then after I did that, she invited me uh, to record a session with her, just on a trial basis. If it's cool, it's cool. If not, not. Um and I remember waiting there for like an hour while she got ready because, you know, as an engineer, you show up an hour to 30 minutes early. Please do that as an intern. If yeah, you that's say one of the rules we'll a, go over, but... Yeah, if the session's at six, you show up at five, whether you're an intern or not. I'm just saying. Um, but um, she thought it was weird that I was sweeping and cleaning the studio. It was, uh, it was just something I did because I was like, if I'm going to be here, I'm yeah, going to keep friend. myself working. Keep yourself busy. Don't just sit around, you know... And we'll, so, we'll go over all the specific things, but you yeah. say that it's important to be 
keep yourself working. You know, nobody wants to look at somebody being lazy when they're being paid to be there. So yeah, let's talk about, so this is not necessarily about being an intern and being a good intern. Yes, this is what the episode's about, but I want you to think beyond that. Yeah, it should be professional habits and how to succeed in this career, uh, practically speaking. How to stand out. Exactly, exactly. And how you can continue to play with the big dogs and not get burned. Um, And yes, obviously, skill is a big part of it. If you're better, if you're faster, whatever it is, like that's going to be a big part of it. But this is stuff outside of the technical skill. Um, things like personality stuff. I would say that because our industry is a lot about trust, um, who you are as a as a person is way more important than how good your mix is or how good your recording is. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's always in this industry, I'll say it again, it's person before product. Who you are as a person matters more than the product that you create. Um, so uh, when I was at NAM this last year in January of 2020, that feels like forever ago, that's when I met Lou for the first time. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, Crass, the, like, there's a recording school called Crass. I think they're based out of, where are they, Arizona? I forgot. Somewhere. Uh, Nevada, some, something like that. In America. In America, in Southwest America. Um, they, they, had, they gave me a t-shirt at NAMM that says 10 Rules of Studio Etiquette. And I kind of wanted to go through each one as well as add to them and kind of go through them. And the first one that they said was be attentive. Uh, anticipate the needs of others. Don't wait to be asked to do something. There is always work to be done at the studio. Going back to when, uh, when I said about, uh, when I first started working with Keisha, you know, she thought it was weird for me. It was just normal because one, be attentive. If the room is dirty, the room is dirty, pick it up a little bit. It may not be your job, but it definitely helps the work. It definitely keeps the client happy and comfortable. So if you see like some empty water bottles, it's not much work to just throw them in the trash. Yeah. And as I, I really believe in this, like anybody can do what they're told. Yeah. A dog can do what they're told. You don't even have to be human to do what you're told. My dog would not agree. But (laughs) you could train your dog, right? But I'm saying the point is, but the point is your value is not going to come from executing well on what you're told. In fact, that's like the bare minimum standard. If I tell you, let's say you're interning for us and I tell you to go clean the bathroom and you did a half-assed job cleaning that bathroom... You are way below the expectation. If there's, if everything is clean, but there's skid marks, I'm just saying. No, but I mean, like, I'm <laughs> saying, like, even things like that, or if you look like you, like, you facially, like, with your face, you give me the expression that you don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I've gone out of my way to ask you to do something instead of you looking around looking for stuff. I've told you something specifically that you were going to, I made your life easy by telling you what to do. Yeah. And you give me the face like, I don't want to do it or I don't deserve to be here, then you get the fuck out of my studio. My favorite one is uh, if everybody's working and you're the only one standing there not doing anything and you're just looking around with your hands in your pocket, get out. Yeah. You obviously have nothing to do. So number one is doing what you're told is the bare minimum is the lowest expectation. You do not deserve any sort of high five for cleaning the bathroom well if I asked you to clean the bathroom. That being said, if you see the bathroom is dirty and nobody has asked you to clean the bathroom and you take some time to clean the bathroom without being asked, that deserves a high five. Yeah. Now that's awesome. You may not get it, but it's noted. Every single engineer that's on Mix with the Master or someone that's like a legend now always has stories about how they were the best intern. Oh, yeah. Jason Joshua talks about how he fluffed the pillows on the couch for Dave Pensado. And um, 
Lara, somebody else that talked about how all the soda cans in the fridge, all the labels were facing forward and they were oh, like yeah, really that's, nice uh, and Alex aligned. Tumay. Alex Tumay. did that for us. Yeah. And yeah. lots of little things like these small things go a long way. And I'm not saying that you have to do these things. You get creative. You look for holes. That's what, honestly, like if you can fill holes that you find and you're attentive and you know what problems to solve, you're going to get a job very oh, yeah. quickly. Oh yeah. You're gonna I'd get rather a, have a problem solver than somebody that became the problem. Exactly, exactly. So let's go on to number two. Be confident. Signal flow, method questions, and the golden rule of troubleshooting will get you through most situations. I don't know what the golden rule of troubleshooting is. Follow the workflow, I guess. When in doubt, ask for help, but never say, no, I can't do that. Oh, I talk about this all the time. Yeah. I tell everybody, Expand. all my interns, the answer no does not exist. And if you ever say no, you better have a solution proposed. Because if it's not possible, you better give them an option that is possible. This this list kind of frustrates me in the sense that, like, for me... It's common sense. It's so common sense. Like, if you are not... If you say no to a client in a regular 9-to-5 job, let's say you have a decent job. If you tell your clients no without proposing any solutions, you're not going to keep your job. Yeah. What makes you think that you're going to get they into... Cl- a, that client might just leave. And it's and to be honest, it's way easier to get a job outside of music than the job that I was just explaining. Yeah. So, like, the fact, like, to be honest, at the end of the day, I hate to say this, producers and engineers are extremely replaceable. There's way too many engineers and producers that want to make it and want to make it big. So, the fact of the matter is, if you say no, you just lost an opportunity and, more importantly, potentially just made your company or your image look bad. Nah, you should have, you should be able to say yes and find a workaround or be able to provide someone or help them figure out a way and follow through. Don't just lead them in a direction. Yep. Follow through. Make sure that they do it if you recommend someone else. Yep. Um, because at the end of the day, if you recommend someone else and they get mad at you and say, hey, you didn't help me out. It's like, no, I recommended you someone. It's your fault. You didn't follow through. You should have said, I recommended this person. You said you needed help with this. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, don't like push it. Like if it's a sales thing, it's different. But if they already agreed upon it and the price and everything like that, and they just it just needs to get done, follow through. That's yep. super important. I don't give a shit if it's not your responsibility, if you're not getting paid for it at all. It does not matter. Yeah. And to be honest, a lot of my success has come from the free work I've done for people. I'm not saying do things for free. I'm saying that that follow through is ultimately what they're going to remember about you. There you go. Boom. Number three, be cool. Attitude is everything in a session. Always have a good attitude. If people don't like to be around you because of your attitude, you will not get work in this industry. Do we even need to expand on this? This is no, we don't. one of the most important ones. You know what? Actually, we, we don't need to expand on it, but the reason rules exist is because of people not having common sense. So let's, let's expand. Yo, it's, it's super obvious. Again, it goes back to every producer and every engineer, unfortunately, is extremely replaceable, which is why... For, to a certain degree, there's not going to be any strikes or like, um, there's not going to be any strikes going on for engineers and stuff because there's someone that's going to replace you that's willing to do the job. Yeah. So unfortunately, for um, less that's not or good. equal or even more, if they just feel more comfortable. Exactly. Um, I always talk about this on the show. It's the person before the product. Like yeah. I, yes, I have really good mixes, but more importantly, my customer satisfaction is really, really high. I think I've told you that too before. Like I've actively decided to not hire people because I just don't like them. Yeah. Their Boom. product may be great, but I'd rather not talk to them. Be cool. Be someone you want to be around. Okay. Number four, this is super easy. We're just going to blast through these. Be on time. Early is on time. On time is late. Late is fired. So I actually have a big issue with this one. Uh, 
I've met a lot of engineers who are late or five minutes early or 10 minutes early. And wow, dude. No. Show yeah. 30 minutes early minimum. And the people and why, that are hiring. Why? why, right? Because you're going to come into the room and you're going to have to troubleshoot something and you're going to yeah, have to set up your something's hard Something's not set up. You got the mics that are not even set up for you because nobody told them what mics you need. Nobody set up the console for your needs uh, because nobody knew what the hell was going on. The artist just booked the studio and you're their engineer. They're relying on you to solve all the issues that they don't know exist. And you're giving yourself five minutes to do that. If the artist is on time, like the majority of my clients, I'm just saying you have five minutes to fix any issue in existence. And let's say, let's say even then, like, let's say, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but even then, like, let's say they come to my studio. And so I'm late to my studio. They want to start at nine. I come at nine, five, nine, five, nine, 10. It's my studio, right? Mm -hmm. And everything is already set up, but I'm 10 minutes late. I could very easily say, okay, I'm just going to give you an extra 10 minutes, 20 minutes because I was late and I apologize. But still, if you were just on time, Mm -hmm. the client's going to think more highly of you. I remember I recently did a session at Record Plant. I showed up an hour early for that, and uh, the studio told me that as soon as the engineer arrives and gets in the room is when the session starts. So what did I do? I just asked them, can I have this microphone ready for the session? Can I have this uh, vocal chain set up? Can I have this uh, routed to the console because I'm going to be working like this? And I'll just wait in the lobby. Like, the fact that they're willing to do everything for you at most of these big studios or, like, studios like ours, if you call us in advance, say, we need to record drums, we need X amount of stands, X amount of mics, X amount of preamps, and I wish it could be all pre-routed for us, we'll do it for you, just so that you can get the most out of your time. But showing up five minutes ahead of time, ten minutes ahead of time, if you know it's a big-name client and everything, you're just shooting yourself in the foot because all these things get noticed by management. Boom. Next one, be accurate. This is actually something that we need to do more of in this studio as we kind of build. But um, whether you are taking food, taking a food order or documenting, ah, let me say that again. Whether you are taking a food order or documenting a session, your notes need to be 100% accurate 100% of the time. This happened the other day. Someone came into the studio and someone asked for something and they brought something else because they just weren't paying attention. Or mm -hmm. And then on top of that, the person was defending themselves, saying like, oh, like, no, like, I wrote it down right. No, that's what you told me. I promise. Nah, bro. You messed up. Can't do that. Nope. That's That's bad. Like, that, like, that ruins the vibe, which is the number one most important thing yep. is keeping the vibe. Um, and yeah, like, especially if we do, like, tax reports or if you have session documentation. I know bigger studios have, you document every session, which that's what I was yep. talking about we should start doing. Well, I actually have that. It's a, I have it in a Gmail link where I actually Boom. have session reports, vocal chains, plugins that are needed to have in case we move around. If Boom. you have a client that's always just, they're sending you a song to mix, then cool, have a mix report saying, uh, in the notes of the session, like under the channel, I use the CL1B as the insert for this. And let's say, let's say you forgot to add a plugin, or it just wasn't accurate. Exactly. Boom. Now, now you're going to the next studio and not knowing what you needed. Okay. Next one. Be thorough. Accuracy is only valuable if you are not missing any details. Pay attention to the details. That's a big one. That's a big one. And actually, especially while you're recording, if if you notice something's off about the recording, uh, maybe don't blurt it out while they're recording, but Try to find the solution fast because if you just keep working with these little issues, if if the recording has like a slight little buzz, if um, they're saying, oh, we're paying our engineer, I don't know, 45 an hour, 
but you had agreed to 50 or the studio is about to charge them 2200 when you quoted them 1800 that's not accurate fix it yep i i think that's super important and excuse me uh, i think that there's a lot of things that we could talk about actually this is a perfect segue into what i want to talk about being thorough being accurate you know what helps us be thorough and accurate is mm. our sponsor file pass oh yeah Thank you for sponsoring us, FilePass. I will be really brief because uh, we love FilePass and we talk to them a lot about it a lot. But FilePass is an online cloud file service storage place thing that you can Machiki. upload your files and sessions and mixes. People can leave comments, give feedback, and you can block people from downloading it if they haven't paid for it. You know, I actually was just talking about this with my friend Gennard. Um, Jay the Love Child is what he goes by on Instagram. But, um, you know, he sent me a song to mix for one of his clients. And uh, I told him, like, hey, I'm going to, if it's cool with you, I'm going to send you the bounce through File Pass. Being that you already paid, I'm not going to put a paywall up, which you can. Let's say they haven't paid. You can say, oh, it's 350 for the mix. Um but here's the mix. Let me know what you think. They can say, hey, before I pay for this, these are the notes that I have. They can timestamp it. They can. It'll actually pop up as a checklist. And I really like that because me and Jay get very specific with each other on little things. But it's never like a bad thing. It's always like, uh, can I get a little longer reverb tail at this word? Yeah. Okay, perfect. And the fact that it's timestamped and it makes it like a checklist, so I can you know check off everything that I've done. Exactly. I don't have to redo the edit thinking, oh, did I do it or not? You know. So there's centralized revision requests. So you can keep it thorough and keep it accurate um, because you don't have to hunt through your texts and your emails and stuff. Every time a client, which they don't even have to log in. When you send a client link out, mm -hmm. they don't have to log in. It's super frictionless. It's super easy. Like clients get the link, they open it up as if it was a regular link. I f I hate Dropbox because Dropbox you can't even look at the session unless you have a Dropbox account. Yeah. I hate it. You don't need to have a file pass account to look at the file. Um, and if they leave any revision requests, you get one single email, and all of their requests are in one spot, and you can check it off. It, it shows up as a checklist. It's really nice, um, and. You can even like have custom branding on it. There's no nice. file like huge file pass logo or anything like that. It looks really nice. Um, and it's super easy to use. Made by engineers for engineers. So I really, really recommend filepass.com. We have a link in our description. Thank you again for sponsoring our show. We really truly use this product every day and we love it. Recommend it. Highly recommend it. We're probably doing some discounts and giveaways or something like that for them. That'd in the future, be awesome. But, but uh, as of right now, yeah, just go to filepass.com. Uh, let's go to the next one. This is important. Be seen, not heard. Do not share your opinion with artists, engineers, or employers unless they have directly asked you to do so. I've actually uh, had to talk to many people about this, and I, and I have to catch myself on these things too. Um, if you're in the room and somebody says, oh, um, I don't know, I... What do you think about this? Well, yeah, that's no, that's that's always a question, right? They'll be like, I don't know. I feel like something's off about the record. If you're walking into the room, be like, I don't know. It sounds like a Kid Cudi song. Yo, oh, and you're the intern? Man. Oh, bro, yo. you're fired. Yeah, depending you're on fired. the client, depending on the client, like usually bigger clients don't want to be like the cats out of the hat to, on that one compared to other big clients. Yeah, they don't. Oh. No, I've I've I remember I made that mistake very early on, like nine years ago. I got an opportunity in a big room with a big artist, and uh, they asked me to set up the reverb, and I was like, "Cool, what kind of reverb do you want? Like an Adele reverb? Do you want a whatever reverb?" They put the headphones down and walked out. 
That was a big session too. You haven't said yeah. the name, but I no, know I'm who not it was. going to. Yeah. yeah, you haven't said who it was, but that was a big session. That yeah, I, I lost a experience. huge opportunity over comparisons. Um, if you're in the room and they're like, "Oh, so what? What kind of stuff do you do?" Um, it's okay to say like, "Oh, I engineer, I mix, I master." If they ask you who you've worked for, then cool, mention who you've worked for. But sometimes it's a good idea to be in the room and say nobody's name. But more importantly, if you were hired to be an engineer, you were not hired to be the songwriter and the producer. Yeah, so don't get don't, it confused, Don't people. try to throw words in or phrases in or try to write, oh, what about this line? No, absolutely not. And if you're an intern and you say anything at all, you got to remember, as an intern, interns are never invited. Interns are only allowed to be at the studio. We as the owners or whatever studio you're getting an internship or trying to get an internship for, remember, you're an intern. Nobody ever asked for the intern to be there. Yeah. Nobody ever said, please mix my song with the interns in the room or please record me and have the interns stare at me across the glass and, yeah. and take notes. No, nah, nobody ever asked for that. The thing yeah. is, you're allowed to be there. So if you say a word, even if they seem like they're talking to you and they're asking for an opinion, they probably ain't asking for your opinion. They're asking for the opinion of the person working on the session. Yeah, and if they start mentioning like, oh, so-and-so did a good job, don't run in the room saying, oh, yeah, you know, I was... Brown knows Hey, We hey. had to tell one of our, like our number one lead intern... Um, he's yep. the man, absolutely the man. But like, uh, even he, we had to say something a couple times. I've had to tell interns, don't play your music during somebody else's session. I'd had to do it discreetly by texting them. Hey, stop playing your music. Get the session back in order because, uh, they're uh, the engineer in the session made a huge no, no, which was ask somebody else to play music that has nothing to do with the client in the room. The one who's paying for the time. Which, if if you ask me, that was a fireable offense. If that engineer worked for me, it, they would have been fired. Yeah, so be careful. Uh, again, this is an intern's list, but this is relevant. Like, same thing for me. Like, if I'm hired for, like, recording, I'm not talking about songwriting lines. Unless, like, I'm obviously... I'm talking about my session unless, yesterday with so-and-so. Unless you have a deeper relationship with your client or it's not a big deal or whatever. But if this is my first time in a room with a client, and especially if it's a bigger client, yeah, I'm going to shut up. I'm yeah. going to read the room. Yeah. Which is, guys, learn to read the room. Uh, Emotional intelligence is the most important factor for engineers. Yeah. Like, I've, I've been able to walk into a room, just look at who's paying for it, and look what the people are doing, and then try to gauge how they feel about the room in that moment just by looking at their expressions. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Uh, number one way of getting fired immediately, intern or engineer or anything, is self-promotion especially inappropriate mm -hmm. self-promotion. Because at the end of the day, everybody in our industry, there's not a single person that doesn't want to show you music. Yeah. So sometimes... Just don't. Like, just don't. Everybody yeah. wants to they'll show music. You. They'll ask you and they'll only listen. And it's in your best interest to wait for them to ask you too because... You got leverage at that point. Yeah, like they, they wanted to listen. Like now they're listening. You don't want to play music when nobody's listening. It's bad overall. Like it's horrible. Especially if everybody's looking at their phone and everybody's just passing the ox around. Maybe don't. We're going to move on to number eight. Number eight is be humble. Confidence is key, but arrogance can cost you a job. Do not boast or brag about yourself and never promote your own music while on the job. I think we already covered that self-promotion thing. I think that bit, landed on the, the confidence part too. Yeah. yeah, so there is definitely a difference. We've talked about this a lot in the past. Uh, difference between confidence and arrogance. Don't I've, be arrogant. I find, I find myself being arrogant sometimes and then I had to apologize for it. Yeah, and you know what? Be self-aware. At the end of the day, yeah, be self-aware. Um, but at the end of the day, apologies is okay. 
As long the worst thing you can do is make a mistake and not apologize. The worst thing you can do is make a mistake, apologize, and then do it again. <laughs> if you're gonna apologize, I need to physically see you make an action about it. Yeah. Either but, stop talking about whatever you started talking about. Stop people doing are gonna what be it prone is to you, whatever you did. I yeah, genuinely exactly. I genuinely think that not apologizing is worse than that. Because that mm. means that you're not even willing to consider that you made a mistake. Or you're That's not true. willing to admit out loud that you made a mistake. But what about admitting a mistake and then doing it again knowingly? But I can make a mistake again. Like I said, I'm not going to drop a plate of salad or plate and drop the <laughs> break the plate. But you know how many plates we've broken in yeah, our yeah. lives. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, I mean, it's a mistake is a mistake. But saying that, never saying sorry for breaking a plate, oof. Mm, I think right. that's a okay. bigger deal. I got you. Yeah. I think that's a bigger one. But, um, but again, depends on the scenario. Yeah. Depends on the scenario. Uh, nine, be presentable. Always be clean. As I read this with a beard, okay? Always be clean and dress professionally. If you can't keep yourself clean, no one will trust that you will keep their facility clean. It, it goes back to what I always tell people about being able to work in a room as an intern. If I can't trust you to grab a coffee, I can't trust you to sit in on a session in case somebody needs something. I can't trust you to assist on a session. I can't trust you to engineer it. You it's can't all clean the a little toilet. things. Yeah. If you can't clean a toilet, what makes you think you can clean my session? Yeah. If I can't trust you to clean the toilet, to clean. I'm not trusting you to clean the gear. <laughs> gear and sessions are way harder to clean than toilets. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that whole presentable thing, it goes back to doing the little things in the studio. For instance, if you're not willing to comb your hair or at least wear a fucking hat, you know, I'm not trusting you to run a session. So I'm trying to be, I'm trying not to be hypocritical here with my nasty beard that I got going on. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see that I have a nice little beard thing going on. Nice. Um, also, uh, this is when we talk <laughs> about how we have a YouTube channel. <laughs> Subscribe to us on YouTube. I think YouTube is our smallest growing community because we're the least consistent with it. Um, but subscribe to us on YouTube. Yee. Uh, let's see. Be presentable. That's important. Be available. When working on a session, do not leave the session unless asked to do so as a runner. Opportunity comes to those who are present. Take every opportunity you can. Well... Wait to be given an opportunity, then take the opportunity that is given to you and present it to you. Okay, correction, he's right. Given opportunities. Don't just walk in the room and be like, hey man, let me play you my tracks. No, shut up and get out. Yeah, there you go. Um, I want to actually share a story with this that Leslie Brathwaite shared with us during Mix with the Masters that I think is super, super important um, about this. But number one, before we get into the story, is um, in general internships, you get out of them what you put into them. For example, if you're able to be there only once a week for four hours, that's awesome. Yeah. But don't expect to, no matter how many years you've been there, don't expect to get the same opportunities as someone who's there four or five times a day, four or five times a week, mm -hmm. five days a week, and, and they're there for multiple hours. That person's obviously just going to get a lot more um, yep. opportunities because you gain trust much faster and you're around and someday someone's going to be in the studio, a client's going to be in the studio, and they're going to know someone that you know, and somehow it's all going to be intertwined, and it was just because you were there. Did I ever tell you about some of the things that I've done for Keisha that aren't necessarily engineering? There you go. I've helped her move. I've helped her put up paintings, her plaques on the wall. I've helped uh, retrofit a door that was oversized for the, for, the, for the section that it was and took my planer to her house and planed it to size. Um, I'm just saying, guys, there's many ways to get in the room, but when given an opportunity, it may not always be engineering or recording or producing. It may just be 
being around them. Boom. You know, if they say, hey, um, I've got a dog and I'm going out of town for the next three days. Can you help take care of this dog? It's like, sure. I like dogs. I'm not allergic to them. (laughs) And um, if anything, this is actually relationship building for me. So it's something that I can technically passively do, you know, walk the dog a couple times a day. Cool. I probably need to walk myself a couple times a day. Yeah, there you go. And and as we finish up this episode, because camera's about to die, apparently. Um, but I, I want to say the story really briefly. This is the kind of level of being available and present because there's the general term, just being available, you know, mm-hmm. being flexible with your schedule. But as well as like when you don't leave the studio unless you're allowed to leave the studio, ask to leave the studio. First one in, last one out. Exactly. Um, for example, even if it seems like everybody's drinking and nobody's in the studio, this happened. One of my first sessions out in LA, everybody was drinking, hanging out in the lobby, not in the studio. Nobody's in the studio. I was just sitting there in the chair. I almost left the studio, and as I was about to leave the studio, all the eyes went to me, like watching what I would do, because I can tell that they were going to be like, no, nah, you're not allowed to leave the studio, but, and then I went back down inside, because I remember a story Leslie told me, which was, he was working in Atlanta at the time, and I think he was working with Lauren Hill for the first time ever, and she came in, dropped off her purse, did a session, um, and... Leslie, all he remembers is don't leave the room unless you've been told to leave the room, unless the session is for sure over. Um, So he just sat there for hours after she was gone because she left her purse next to the couch Mm -hmm. or on the couch or something like that. And Leslie just sat there thinking she'd be coming back and he kept hearing the words of never leaving the studio. And for hours, I think the story goes like three to five, like ridiculous amounts of hours of just sitting there twiddling his thumbs back before smartphones were a thing, right? He's just sitting there and he finally has the courage to leave the door, to go to the bathroom and like go to the front door and be like, Hey, where's, where's Lauren? Um, because he felt like he would get fired immediately if anybody found out that he left the room, mm-hmm. you know, because her bag was still there. He thought yeah. she was coming back. Maybe they went out to get lunch or something like that. I don't know. Dinner or something. Yeah. She had left for the day after the session was over. So he had waited for hours for no reason, but that's the level of dedication that I think most people need to a certain degree. Yeah. Honestly, I've, uh, I think about a year ago, I got hired for another pretty big name client. And, you know, I'm not saying that the bigger they get, the more they make you wait. But uh, I remember waiting four and a half hours for them to show up to a studio. They paid for a 24-hour lockout. And me and another engineer agreed to do like a shift, like 12 hours here, 12 hours there. They didn't show up till four and a half hours in. You know what I did? I just ate sushi in front of the console. Keep yourself busy, clean up the studio, prep all the mics, do whatever you got to do. If they leave in the middle of the session, which has happened to me too, you know, uh, they'll just be like, oh, let's get some dinner. And it's like nine at night. Yeah. You know, and then they end up having some shots and they end up enjoying themselves. And then they say, man, we got two more hours at the studio. Let's go back. And then they come in with all the energy, all the excitement, all the inspiration. And for two straight hours, you're tracking fast, you know. And you can't track fast enough. Yeah. Like to a certain degree. I think that's 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 huge. Yeah. That's actually super important. And guess what? If you're not in the room, like you were hired for that, especially if you're the engineer. If you're in the room and you're hired for that. You're getting paid to be yeah, there. Yeah, and if you if you weren't there, like the one moment, let's say they only record for 10 minutes out of the 10-hour session, right? And if you weren't there, if you missed that 10 minutes, bro, you're fired. Yeah. So just be careful with that. So actually, camera's about to die. Um, this is a good long enough episode anyway. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave five-star review on Apple if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Spotify. Put us put the podcast episode on a playlist if you like to listen. Recommend us to friends, yada, yada, yada. Mix feedback. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com. Happy mixing, my friends, and Download stay saucy. Template.
If you'd like to take advantage of my free guides and online videos, please check out links.dkmixes.com. That's links.dekeimixes.com. Hey, what up? It's DK. Thank you so much for listening to the Mixing Music Podcast. I just want to do a quick plug. Did you know that I write kids' books? If you have children, nieces, nephews, I have books that are totally available for free or $10 on Amazon for physical copies. You can go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash kidsbooks to get access and learn more about that. Thank you for all of your support. Now let's get back to the show.